0: We've struggled a little bit at the end of the season in the front row and our depth chart was just getting a little bit thin. Now it's got an awful lot thinner.
1: Ironically, might have a weaker sub bench on the front row
0: than a Leinster
1: would have.
2: Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.
1: Going back to Crow Park though, we know that the All-Ireland final is very much Kerry against Galway. James O'Donoghue, Paddy Andrews watched an extraordinary second half and it really was extraordinary. A James, for people who didn't see Sean O'Shea's point and I'm sure everybody will see it in due course, it really was a magnificent strike into the wind he must have started that ball 10 meters right of the post and curled it in
2: he did we've seen some unbelievable long kicking especially off the ground in this championship we saw reen o'neill uh, to take the goal away quarter final to extra time but shawnee he put in such an effort through that 17 minutes he was running his, his legs into the ground he didn't get much joy from playing the second half he got a couple of frees, but we, uh, Kerry got a foul probably five or six meters outside, the, or five or six yards outside the, the 45, and they were going to take a short, and they decided no, we'll put it down for Shawnee, and up he stepped and he absolutely rifled it over the bar with such conviction and confidence and as soon as it went over, the Kerry throw went absolutely berserk and everyone was coming in, jumping, jumping on Shawnee. They knew he was after winning it for them, even though the kick out hadn't been taken. And soon enough, the whistle was blown. But what a deserved way to win the game, an absolutely incredible
1: strike. I was reading a piece about him in the Sunday Times this morning. Nick Foley had written it. And uh, the extent to which O'Shea, and you probably have some insight to this, maybe, James is uh obsessive and has been for a very long time about his kicking can't be underestimated this is a guy who practices hour after hour after hour and uh, mick foley in his piece spoke to people who've known him since he was uh, a very young player there's probably not a more dedicated ga amateur in the game really
2: absolutely he does everything right he puts time into every part of his game but i know when he was younger i believe he took a year out between school and college and between that time, he put on serious muscle mass and he nailed down his free-taking. They were the two things he seemed to do. I think he might have done a bit of work or something like that. He wasn't uh, he wasn't in college anyway, and he really dedicated himself to, to his football. And the, the muscle mass he put on, and along with his free-taking, his kicking went through the roof. And since then, he has never had a bad run with free-taking. He has been consistently brilliant for Kerry with replaced balls since he went into that position. So no better man to step up in the last minute against Dublin for the first championship win in a long time
1: Paddy we talked uh, well at half time you were chatting to Moritz and it felt like this game was really just teetering on the brink of being out of Dublin's reach and then you would say even on 40 minutes Fenton scored and at that stage Dublin hadn't scored in 25 minutes and Fenton arrested that slide with a point uh, but it just looked like it wasn't going to happen for Dublin. Costello's goal was really one of the extraordinary goals that you'll see. Like It wasn't really on, but he just knew he had to spark something, and, and it really was exceptional.
0: It, it was an incredible goal, and look, Cormor probably, he was quiet. It, it was his only score today. Dublin needed something. Like I say, they've been in this situation before. We were looking down. Dublin started to get a bit of momentum. They were leaving David Clifford one-on-one with Mick Fitzsimons inside pretty much the entire half. And we we're looking at what other team would do that. Dublin knew they had to just... They had to attack they had to try and get this game back we asked for massive performances kieran Kennedy scores three points from play in the second half james mccarthy me and james Adonau, we were in awe of looking at his performance he's been on the road so long he kicks a point from underneath the hogan stand that it's a it's a one in ten shot and he <laughs> rifles it over and the, the crowd the atmosphere here joe was absolutely insane a massive change for the Paddy Small came on at 40 minutes for Dublin. Yeah. The Dublin full forward line there was look he can't beat around the bush they are going to get no joy in there whatsoever and Paddy Small came in and he was the spark that lit the flame in that second half he was showing for every single ball 74 minutes on the clock he comes out and collects a 50 yard kick pass off Brian Fenton for a mark it was the only really time Dublin were kicking the ball inside to the full forward line that's what Paddy Small brought Dean Rock actually ends up kicking it over there's a bit of back chat so it turns into a free and at that stage you're thinking extra time here possibly penalties people were whispering it up in the press box And you think Dublin have miraculously, they've got it back. And then it comes down to Shawnee Shea's kick. He's taken his place alongside Morris Fitz and Turles in 2001. That is one of the most iconic scores. Like, I can't underestimate the breeze that's there you've seen in the first half how it affected Dublin shooting he's over 50 metres out from goal into a really stiff breeze as James has said it's 76 minutes on the clock by the time he hits it and the two scores he, 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 he's a really quiet second half Joe he gets Kerry's two scores in injuries time he, he wins a free off Lee Gannon and, and clips it over and then that is going to be one of the most iconic scores, not just the case, in, in Gaelic football history. It's broken the duck after 13 years. It's heartbreaking. I'm heartbroken. I can only imagine what, what the Dublin lads are like. We we knew this would be a monumental game and Jesus it was.
1: And did I see, was Shane Ryan out of the goal looking to maybe think about taking it?
0: We thought it was going to be Shane Ryan. He sprinted up the pitch and and to be fair to Shawnee Shea, he turned around and he fancied it and he set them back. I was happy enough he was taking it on Joe I have to say I was thinking there's no way he's kicking that into that breeze and the minute he hit it I, I knew we were in trouble it yeah. was such a sweet stroke and it, like, it hits the back net it has another 10 or 15 yards it was an incredible kick and, and
1: oh, like, like a, 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 quite a languid style I mean it was Brian Sheehan-esque
0: that, that's the thing you, you, you're in danger of forcing it because it's right on your range and you know yeah. anyone who plays golf if you start trying to force the shots he can get a bad connection, but, like I say, that could have went another 10 or 15 yards. It was an incredible sp- uh, strike. In the context of the game, how would it pan out, Kerry, like, Kerry looked on the ropes. They looked on the ropes. Mm. And that the, men- the mental aspect we spoke about, that none of these guys had beaten Dublin, you've seen the reaction. It means everything for them. They're, they're going to be favours going into the all Ireland final against Galway. Dublin will be thinking, if only somehow Conor Callaghan by hooker by Crook was on that pitch Yeah, it could have been oh so different but I think overall look, look, over the course of the 76 minutes Kerry probably do deserve it
1: yeah there was a nagging sense I suspect you added Paddy that Kerry were still going to win this game one way or another they just seemed to be the better team throughout like so Costolo's goal is on 46 minutes. That gets it back to a two-point game. Then straight away, I think Clifford has a wide and then Kilkenny has that fisted point where there was almost a goal on. Then it's 12-13. And then Kilkenny again pops up with the equaliser like a lot of the the big boys. Penny, for your thoughts at that stage, James, did you think (laughs) Kerry had lost their way a touch or did you you still feel there were calm heads out there?
2: Um, No, I was worried at that stage because Dublin had got that momentum that you dread yeah. you just don't want them to sniff that that victory from, under, from underneath you and they did they, they knew they had the momentum with them Kilkenny was coming into the game Fenton was starting to kick the ball as Paddy said Paddy Small came into the game and just, uh, just changed the way Dublin were playing so at that stage I was going oh, oh no we just have to <laughs> keep, keep playing because what we what Kerry had done they dropped everyone back the whole game was being played kind of between Kerry's 45 and midfield there was yeah. a lot of ball around there and only Clifford and Fitz. Simons were up the other half of the field and you're thinking, lads, will he get a bit of shape so we can keep playing our football? If you just invite Dublin on, they will score and they will kind of pin you in. And I don't think Kerry's bench had as much of a positive impact as as they're probably hoping. Uh, and Dublin's impact had probably a, a greater impact than, than they were probably expecting. So that was one kind of thing that definitely swung it a bit, a bit in Dublin's favour. But in fairness, Kerry stuck it out. They showed good mental strength. They didn't do anything stupid. They didn't kick any any silly ball away or do any, any crazy turnovers in the last minute. And sure enough, if you just do the simple things right, a chance will somehow find it, find its way to you. And Shawnee, Shawnee buried it.
1: Well, there was even quality in the- free before O'Shea. Hit that extraordinary uh, free! They, they, uh, you, you probably saw it better than I did. So it was Clifford who was fouled, but like the little pop pass, one bounce into chest pass was a really brave pass. I'm not sure who Paul hit it, Murphy. Paul Murphy. Yeah, that, that's something that will, go, it will, be, will be lost into in, the ether of the, just the, the magnitude of the game. But a pass like that at that moment of the game, that kind of quality. It was tight and uh, real quality there.
2: Absolutely. But th- that was the, the kind of story
1: of the game. Kerry
2: seemed to be able to get those little pop balls into a full forward line, but on the other side, Kerry's full back line seemed to eat up Dublin's full forward line, except for Paddy Small, to be fair, who had a great game when he came on they couldn't seem to get that run and couldn't get separation to allow the Fentons and the Kilkenny's to give that pop pass usually that's Dublin's trademark they kind of hand pass the ball around maybe 50 yards out and then suddenly they inject pace with a kick pass in, so it it showed incredible bravery by Paul Murphy to risk losing the ball at that time, but he nailed the pass Clifford has great hands, he won it and he was fouled and the
1: rest is history. Yeah Paddy, the overriding like image you have of Dublin in this game is Aside from the kind of last 15 minutes where they really had momentum and were looking good is, as James described, a lot of possession between the 45 and the 65. But Kerry, you would have to say, very, very comfortable in the main. And it was extremely rare that Dublin either had the space or the inclination to kick it inside. There was once, I think, in the entire first half where it went into rock and he lost it. He was crowded out. Beyond that, they didn't really do it. Things opened up a touch more in the, the second half for various reasons. But if there's a kind of, like I said, defining image, it's of Dublin in possession and struggling to break Kerry down.
0: It's the nail on the head, Joe. We, at this stage of the championship, you have to take risks. You, you cannot be conservative and win the all I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I don't think it's possible to try and, and kind of like nearly... Ponderous play and hand pass and a lateral play, you have to take risks, you have to try and force the issue, and Dublin with Conor Callahan, that's what he brings more so than the obvious stuff is we, we know he's so clinical he's ruthless, he's going for goal, but he gives the option, like I know Brian Fenton who played him for 10 years, he wants to kick the ball, he is looking inside he's so many times, and he just didn't have the option, the Kerry full back line was on top Rock and Costello were losing their battles, they weren't, the, just man, quick enough to get out in front of their men so Dublin had to play more a more passive style of play Paddy Small changes that we see it like the mark he gets that's Dublin's best play Yeah. Th- that's what they're looking to do and Fenton is looking up and he, the second he sees it if you make the run he's going to kick it to you and that just shows it's not him thinking I don't want to take this. he wants to do that and you're right in saying Paul Murphy's thing. We're five minutes into injury time. The game is level. It's easy. It's easy to turn around and yeah. hand pass the ball back. Yeah. The best players, the experienced players, and the winners, they'll go for it. And yeah. Paul Murphy goes for it. And that that 15-yard kick pass, it was a risk because Fitzsimons can get a hand in, and it's a turnover. But Kerry got the rewards from it. You're not going to win the All Ireland being passive. I'm sorry, it just won't happen. And look. That, that was that was Callahan's greatest loss for Dublin today. That they, they, they couldn't play that style of play where they're so efficient and they're just their speed and their attack. They just didn't have that today, and they still nearly got away with it.
1: In hindsight Paddy Small should have started pre-game was that your thought as well Paddy?
0: I, I thought he would but, but, but then Joe on the other side you're saying you need an impact off the bench You know that, that was a, a criticism of Dublin last year we've seen like the health Niall Scully and Paddy Small on reserve No O'Dell started uh, didn't really impact the game he's a young guy he'll be much better for that experience but do Dublin go and put their absolute best players on the pitch and try and keep it going for 75, 80 minutes that's probably not realistic either you have to have some sort of impact off the bench so and th- that's the challenge with depth Joe yeah. if we were looking at the bench and going who, who is going to be the spark who's going to change this and Niall Scully was actually pretty quiet when he came on but really him Paddy Small Davey Byrne to be fair when he came on in the defence but that's only three mm. you know it used to be a case of you'd have six guys coming off and they're all kind of match winners in their own right that was the challenge and it's, it's just come up short for Dublin it's a heartbreaking defeat for them
1: James you're probably better placed to answer than those of us watching on TV so uh, Paddy there described that that sense of frustration with Dublin having to just recycle possession and and, and that kick pass not being available into the full forward line for, for large swathes of this game it did seem then and again especially in the uh, first half but, but throughout the game invariably when Kerry got possession they were able to hit Dublin pretty quickly and pretty directly
2: yes that was also the way Dublin set up because in the second half I think they went down a goofy few points half time and they said look lads we're going to come out here and we're going to go for it and we were sitting down in the Hogan and we could see It was wide open, scoring into the hill for Kerry in the second half. There was literally three defenders and three forwards. No protection. It was chalk and cheese to yesterday, where there was 15 behind the ball on both sides. Dublin left it open, and they said, look, we're going to take the risk here. So that did allow Kerry to play through the lines a bit faster. Um, But that said, Kerry didn't make hay in the second half. So they didn't um, they didn't tip on as, as many points as we said when we were talking earlier we said that Kerry needed to be stay clinical that that Hill goal seemed to have a blustery wind and you need to be clinical inside in that goal Kerry missed 4 or 5 very handy points when they're playing lovely football but they missed a the chance and that gave Dublin the kind of uh, just a chance to get back in
1: yeah I mean we talking of wides I would say as well Paddy I mean yes Kerry had their wides but Dublin kicked a lot of bad wides first half and second and actually if you're going to have that uh, less explosive full forward line we talked pre-game you know with Con out it might be up to those players who tend to kick from distance to really nail everything like Dublin had a few too many wides where you would think ah, oh, if you've missed that one it's not going to be your day
0: yeah and that look it's the margin for error at this stage of the Championship is so, so small. Yeah. Like, Coslo has two wides, Fenton has two wides, Howard has a bad one in the first half, and yeah. Kieran Kilkenny. Like, I was playing into the hill, Joe. It is. People might find it strange for a Dublin player to say this, but it, it, it's a very difficult cold to shoot into because there's always a breeze there. That's what makes Sean O'Shea score all the more remarkable. But but you felt what we said it beforehand for, for Dublin to win this game, they need it performance for the ages from, from Kilkenny and from Frenton I'd be fair in the second half we got that mm. it was amazing leadership but just those couple of scores that they left behind this was always going to go down to the wire no matter even with Conor without him uh, and ultimately those couple their regrets Dublin will have but look what's made them so successful previously in the past is that, that efficiency in front of goal the 85-90% scoring rate they were a little bit off that today and you just like I say you can't afford that at this stage of the championship
1: no it doesn't take much uh, the other thing to mention again, again people uh, maybe haven't seen the game or will be reflecting on it or, or leaving Crow Park and sticking in the headphones like in fairness James I'm talking to two forwards here but some of the defending was extraordinary like the amount of turnovers against top quality forwards
2: yeah, I think there was, in fairness, in defence there was some savage displays. I think Tom Sullivan had an absolutely great game. He had to come in and he had to mark uh, Paddy Small, because Paddy Small had such a, an impact in the first kind of 15 minutes when he was on the field. Jason Foley ate up Dean Rock. I mean, in fairness, Dean Rock is an unbelievable forward. Jason Foley didn't seem to have a problem with him Tyg Morley had a great tussle with Kenny for a lot of the game but that was kind of being changed outside you'd have to say Fitzsimons did a decent job on Clifford even though Clifford comes out with four from play a free and a mark but like are you going to get any any more out of Fitzsimons in that situation they did bring on uh, Davy Byrne who settled it a small bit back there um, but as you said the matchups on both sides seemed to kind of bear fruit and they were kind of as we expected with, with no one doing too much damage on either side
1: Will there ever be a day Paddy where someone keeps Clifford scoreless from play?
0: No I don't I, honestly I don't think so <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> like some of his scores it's not just the some of them were absolutely unbelievable. It's a highlight reel in itself just yeah. today. Yeah. And I said it beforehand. He scores six points today, four from play and a mark, which he wins himself, obviously. But Mick Fitzsimons, I, I thought had a good game And it's incredible to say that. You're thinking if you're on the full back line and your man scores five points from play, you've had a howler. But but that's. I can't. We, we spoke about this at length on the podcast and. I can't really remember any forward. It, like, Gooch is obviously incredible. We had Bernard Brogan or Connolly at times. I can't remember anyone like Clifford. Uh, I mean, Galway, good luck to them. They're going to have to pull something out of the bag to try and deal with him because he, he was quiet in the second half and, and that's the Dublin's credit to himself and Shawnee Shea. They scored 110 out of Kerry's 114 and, and we said... There was a question mark around Kerry. We know the quality of him, but until these guys go and do it on the biggest stage, and to be fair to both of them today, it's incredible leadership for, for relatively young players. But in terms of his quality, Joe, I mean, I'm a Dublin fan sitting here, but it was, you had to clap some of those scores. Like We know how difficult it is at that level, but he was he's, he's just an unbelievable talent.
1: Yeah, I i can't say, James, I've seen anything like him.
2: Yeah, I, one thing we said he was a bit quieter in the second half like the first half he was absolutely unbelievable, unmarkable but he hasn't had a lot of training as we said because he's had those couple of injuries, couple of knocks they've wrapped him in cotton wool so I think he might have just fitness wise found it going a
0: little bit tough in the last 15 minutes there but but Even I, I, for the last I think ball, they lost their shape as well. Though. They did, they That's, did Dublin, definitely. Yeah. Dublin literally just threw Carson to the wind, and, and Kerry had no shape in the second half. That's why more so than it wasn't like Fitzsimmons started getting the better of Clifford or, or John Small or David Byrne was getting the better of Sean O'Shea. The ball just wasn't going up there. Yes. Kerry's shape was gone because Dublin basically just said, "Through the shackles, I'm going. If we don't go for this, this, yeah. is, this could get messy." Yeah. and the structure of the game and Kerry's attack was completely gone in the second half it was nearly like reminds me when we used to play Mayo in those games that they just drag you all over the pitch they were just going for it and that's that's what made it
1: and, and, incredible and, and Paddy that's probably to Dublin's credit because the way it was going in the first half it was far too organised and, and Dublin were being picked off
0: yeah it, exactly exactly like games are always going to start like that it's it's where the ball is thrown in and it's helter skelter from the very first first minute I, I, I thought the issues Dublin had the second quarter the they only scored a point uh, and Kerry were very comfortable in dealing with the, with the Dublin attack Dublin obviously go down to, to 40 men with John Small but any time Kerry attacked because they had Geaney inside it with a quiet game he wasn't great he was taken off for 40 minutes yeah. but they had Shawnee Shea Clifford was inside the 21 Geaney was inside the 21 they had a structure and David Moore and, and Dermot O'Connor and these guys could start kick passing the ball in that's what Kerry want, and Dublin just to their credit in the second half like we were having conversations at half time with a couple of people in the press box there the danger of it getting messy for Dublin. They, they, they were hanging on mm. by their fingernails, and they were five points down. And I think if Kerry get a quick start here, they could be in real trouble. But but that was Dublin's credit, and you know that they're an experienced team. They've got some absolute yeah. warriors over the years, and they were never going to let that happen. Um, but but yeah, the chaos more so than anything uh, in Kerry's attack. That's where where Kerry were really struggling.
1: Yeah. I guess if O'Shea scores that penalty, it does get messy. By the way, up
0: seven up, yeah. yeah. By the
1: way, he's, he's totally entitled. I mean, look, he probably knew that Comfort was going to get a belt as well. I presume he's totally entitled if the ball breaks to have no, a crack at it. hundred percent, he yeah. has
0: to go for it. Back like, to
1: Charlie Redmond days.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like to be fair, there was no complaints around Sean O'Shea. I think I think there was a bit of a, a melee again. That word uh, after that, but but for Sean O'Shea. It kind of hits off Evercomer for its knee after the initial save, and your heart is in your mouth. He's actually going to get the rebound, so he has to go for it. There's no complaints at all about, at all about that. that yeah. He has to go for it. Uh,
1: in the main, like moments like that included uh, Costello, but I kind of had a good whack at someone when they were going for a ball, and he whacked him <laughs> low. And and a, and a few like moments of Argy bargy. But like I would say, that game was played in an amazingly like uh, competitive, but but like respectful type of spirit and even at full time I saw uh, O'Connor Jack O'Connor and um, Kilkenny yeah. you know having a good chat and you suspected Kilkenny was wishing him luck for the uh, for the final and like a few warriors like Fenton and Moore, and these guys shaking hands like it, there was a touch of kind of this big boy stuff none of the male nonsense about this game
0: but so that's what it is between Dublin and Kerry and yeah. it is an incredible rivalry and you're out. the game is itself is bigger than any player you know and there's massive respect between the two teams when I when you're retired I love going down to Kerry and spending some time playing a bit of golf with some of the older lads and that's here standing behind us waiting to have a chat that's just between Dublin and Kerry you, every, all those players understand the tradition and what it means to Gaelic football and look you're privileged to be a part of it Dublin have had an incredible run over the last 13 years and we spoke about beforehand you felt like they were trying to really keep this Kerry team at bay Mm. that's an incredible win for them but I I wouldn't expect anything less there's there's incredible respect between the supporters but mainly the players because like I say it's bigger than any player
1: So, James, now that Kerry have not just beaten Dublin, but they've come through that kind of furnace last five, ten minutes test and really proved their medal in in the kind of white heat of championship, they go into this final as overwhelming favourites. You can't lose this game. You're going to win by (laughs) ten points. How does that sit on them, do you suspect? Well,
2: today, Kerry had to play open expansive football they had to leave their they had to leave their backs exposed at times and they had to look into forwards who were playing 3v3 it is going to be unbelievably different against Galway like there is not going to be an ounce of space up in that forward line. Galway are going to get 15 men behind the ball and they're going to try and turn you over and break so Kerry need to seriously tune out of this Dublin thing they have to park it they have to say right we played our open football now we have to tactically Come to, come to a kind of a, a, an idea together so we can work the ball around against Galway and, and pick off our scores without turning over the ball. Kerry love to play a fast kick passing game I think that that could be fairly restricted against Galway once they get to the opposition 45 it's going to be a patience game like Clifford could be absolutely tortured he might not have that many possessions so it might be a case of getting your half back line up the field to try and take shots or break lines so as much as you say carry your favourites they have to really readjust for that game so it's, it's definitely it's definitely not a, not a gimme I mean Galway are going to fancy their chances big style
1: do I hear you chuckling, Paddy?
0: It's, it's incredible listening to <laughs> <laughs> it, it. The carry thing, it's just automatic. It just kicks into gear. He's is he like, not Is
1: he not right, though? Is the, 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 this yeah, no, like a he, kind of tricky one after <laughs> a match like it, today? He
0: is, to be fair. I, you know, it reminds me of 2014 All-Ireland, that, that, that James obviously was a key part of that season, where they beat Mayo with an absolute epic, and it's one of the great games, two game, great games of football down the Gaelic grounds. And they played Donegal in the final, having beaten Donegal, obviously beating us. And it was a pretty it was a pretty dour game but that's when they knew what Tony Gall were going to do and Kerry went, they understood that and they adapted to the challenge Jack O'Connor has been around the block he's going to know that they, they'll expect that Galway's best chance is exactly how James has, has described it there. they're not going to throw caution to the wind if they get into a shootout you feel, you feel nearly any team that gets into a shootout with Kerry this Kerry team is probably going to lose it so Galway the most impressive aspect to them, Joe, this season has been that there's a little bit of steel about them now, and that's Keen O'Neill has come in, and it started that day in Castle Bar when they beat Mayo, and it was like, jeez, we haven't seen this from Galway before, that they had 12 or 13 guys behind the ball, he always associate Galway, nearly like carrying away, where it's going to be really flash, and they've got lovely players, there's no, being lovely does not win the All-Ireland and Galway are going to be set and they're going to try and frustrate the life out of Kerry. That's their best chance and try and use Shane Walsh. Like like Damien Comer will ask nearly in a Conor callaghan mould he's going to ask questions of that full back line Rob Finnerty as well he was tied up yesterday but he'll get a bit more space against Kerry than he did against Derry and Chrissy McCaig yesterday it's going to be a brilliant game it's going to be a brilliant game but we said it beforehand whoever came through this game today was going to be red hot favourites and I'm not going to go with James in this I think Kerry are going to win that final and I think that mentally the win the, the the momentum they get out of beating Dublin today is you cannot understate that despite what James says and what he's going to say over the next two weeks oh she's <laughs> over the
1: next ten years listening yeah, to him as yeah, they're going I for know. six in a row saying ah look we take each game as it yeah, comes yeah, yeah. Uh, one very last one I'm just watching Desi Farrell being interviewed on the television paddy so year one comes in, wins that COVID All-Ireland probably doesn't get a huge amount of credit for it doesn't change a huge amount, it feels like a, a, as soft an All-Ireland as there'll ever be fairly or unfairly, year two is quite messy, everything from the COVID training, uh, Ferrari yeah. to Cluxton, and is he <laughs> here, is he not here, and just this sense of standards uh, slipping and here we are after year three so what are we to say where Farrell is?
0: Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a tough year, but these type of challenges were inevitable like in in any sport you you can't staying at the top of the mountain for so long players move on that's just sport so whoever came in after Jim Gavin was going to have an incredibly difficult job I think Desi's done an excellent job I've had a lot of time from it has been challenging this year there's no doubt the National League was, was a bit of a disaster but you've seen how quickly they turned it around and that's the Dublin's credit like they get relegated back in at the beginning of March up in Clonmel, and you're thinking my god have the wheels completely fallen off this and the turnaround they've had and, and you can't get away from the fact they've lost by a point to what I feel will, will be the All-Ireland champions and they're, they're missing their best player so, so it's not all doom and gloom you look at the likes Lee Gannon had an outstanding game and an outstanding season and he is even just his mentality he is going to be a leader in this Dublin team going forward you look at Paddy Small he now puts his hand up and says do you know what the time of of Bernard Brogan and all these guys that is gone it's it's gone you can't keep looking back Desi Farrell has started that process and Dublin will be back again next year make no bones about it he's brought these players through and and that's going to be the challenge it's never easy trying to recycle teams but he's the best man for the job and as disappointing as it is today I look at the positives from where Dublin were four or five months ago where you're thinking they might not even win a Leinster championship they have come within literally a kick of the ball of being back in an all and final, which I would have had them as red-half favourites for.